When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. Yeah, 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 you know it. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I don't know why I just hearken back to the days of Vanilla Ice or Bobby Brown or just 90s hip hop with that, you know it. I'm sorry for that, but it's one of those days and I'm hearkening back to times when the Pittsburgh Steelers were spending a lot of time in the playoffs and that was really the 90s you know of course the 70s but i'm not doing my disco thing today and you know what the 2000s you know what i don't know what the heck i'm doing all i know is i'm watching afc divisional games and i hate it i'm watching nfc divisional games and i hate it of the four teams that played none of the teams that i was cheering for won so bah here you go We'll see what happens next week in the AFC and NFC championships. It doesn't matter. This is bad language. We are here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers in the offseason. And what's on a lot of people's minds right now is the standard. And that's been a huge topic of conversation. And the reason why it's because Mike Tomlin had another winning season. This makes what 16 now. And people were ticked off. 
People don't like the fact, not all people, I mean, a lot of people that want to blame Mike Tomlin and people have different reasons for why they don't like Mike Tomlin. I am not one of them. I really like what Mike Tomlin brings to the franchise. I think he brings consistency. I think he brings some things that are not noticed on the scoreboard, which, you know, that's a big deal. And I I get that. But these former players will walk balls for him. And I even saw someone the other day ask how what Troy Polamalu thinks of him. Ask what James Harrison thinks about him. I had an interview with James Harrison last year. James Harrison thinks highly of him. But everybody wants to go and throw it at Tomlin. I even saw some people throwing it at the Roonies as well, saying since the old man died, which is like, come on. His name was Dan M. Rooney. Say it with respect when you say it. Saying that the new owner, things have been the same. You know, it's the same family, guys. You know, it's Dan's son. And the thing about it is, I'm going to get into this. It's hard to win a championship. You know, there's 32 teams out there. 32 teams. And when the Steelers were winning championships in the 70s, there were 28 teams. And a lot of people don't realize that the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots are the only teams to win six Super Bowls in all those years. Well, that means, what does that mean? It's simple. It means that if that's the standard, then the standard's pretty hard to get. But there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh and beyond that are Steeler fans, part of Yinzer Nation, that believe that the Steelers, if they don't win the Super Bowl every year, that it's a bust of a season. Man, if that's your standard of fandom and that's what you need, man, you're hard to please. And everybody's saying, why should the Steelers, why should fans accept mediocrity? Nine and eight is not good enough for a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You're like, okay, I guess the new standard is mediocrity. And it's just having a winning record so the coach could boast about it. First of all, that coach is not boasting about anything. That coach wants to be in the playoffs. He wants to fight every year. He doesn't, you ask him to a man And you ask him in a private conversation to his closest friends, he doesn't care about that win-loss record. People were saying, well, the Steelers were just trying to win at the end so Tomlin can get extend that record. No, they weren't. No, they're out there to keep their jobs, to set a pace for next year. That's all they're doing. And I got to tell you, after starting out two to six, two and six, I'm thrilled with nine and eight. Seven and two down the stretch is pretty darn good, but bad. They played really, they played bad competition. They might have. They very well could have. That's great. But they went into a tough environment. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. They were there on the last day, but bad. They still didn't make the playoffs. Well, here's the thing. 
for a team to start off like that at two and six and be basically a field goal and a bad horse collar call away from being in the playoffs. Well, I would say that that means other teams faltered down the stretch too. For them being that close to the top seven, that's a pretty big deal. And you have to think that the Steelers were a top seven team because Miami wasn't a top seven team at the end. So the Steelers really were a top seven team. They just did not make the playoffs. What would have happened in the postseason? Who knows? Buffalo was not right. Very well could have been the tragedy, which was DeMar Hamlin. And you saw them losing in in the playoffs. But there were other things that went wrong for that team. That team was susceptible before DeMar Hamlin went down. I think what happened to the Buffalo Bills is they were exposed as a top three team, but not a top two team. I think the top two teams, Kansas City and Cincinnati, and man, I hate saying that about Cincinnati but they're for real. But those top two teams, they're the right teams to be in the playoffs. They're the right teams to be playing to go to the Super Bowl. And that's it. I mean, the NFL is seeing in both conferences their best teams there. If it was one of those seasons where the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to break it off in the halves, well, yeah, the second half team would have been better. One more play, one more win, one more anything, one more thing going right for this team, that they're then they're there. But when you're looking at the standard and you're looking at all of these Super Bowls, all of these years, the teams played in the Super Bowl. And what are we talking about? It's now going to, we're going to Super Bowl. Man, I, I can't believe I'm struggling with this, but we're going to Super Bowl 57. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. This is the Super Bowl that, remember, Dan Rooney wanted the Pittsburgh Steelers to get because it would have been Heinz 57, but. By the time that rolled around, Acrisure 57 wouldn't have been right. <laughs> so, yeah, I maybe it's Super Bowl 58. I, you know what? These are things that I should know. But when it comes down to it, I, I'm not that concerned about it. I'm not that concerned about knowing it. But now they're going to play Super Bowl 57. And... That's what's going to happen. And yeah, the Steelers aren't there. And people were mad about it because the Steelers wasted Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, great defense. Well, here's the problem. They didn't have all that all at one time. Le'Veon Bell went down a couple times. In 2015, it was Ben Roethlisberger with a bum shoulder at the hands of Vontez Perfect. Without D'Angelo Williams, without Le'Veon Bell, without Antonio Brown. Three of those four guys 
It was all because of Vontez Perfect, actually. And the defense wasn't always there. The stage was kind of set for the Steelers. The Steelers really could have won it all in 2017. The defense fell apart, and a lot of the times the defense fell apart because of Ryan Shazier going down. They did not have the depth to continue without Ryan Shazier. I think that mentally took a lot out of them. Team was still scoring points. They scored 42 in the wild, not the wild card, the divisional game against Jacksonville. But they didn't score enough because the defense was soft. They gave up a lot. And a lot of it was because Shazier was gone and Shazier made up for that defense not being as good as you would think, especially the secondary. That's all there is to it. That's the kind of problem. Everything has to go almost perfect on both sides of the ball. And it's very hard. That's why in all those years, that's why the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only ones to win six. They might have company coming up. They might have the San Francisco 49ers win it all. And a lot of you, if it was the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals, there's a lot of you that would root for the Bengals, just like you rooted for the Ravens, just so San Francisco doesn't join you with six. (laughs) That's all fine and dandy. Because here's the deal. I have no problem if the San Francisco 49ers go to Super Bowl 57 and win. And it is Super Bowl 57. I don't care if they're in Arizona and Rihanna's playing in halftime and at the end of it, the Steelers have company. Because they're not alone with it. New England's there. San Francisco would be there. That'd be fine. But you cannot erase a Cincinnati Bengal championship. My goal is for them to lose and keep on losing. I want them to be the Buffalo Bills. If they go to the Super Bowl, I want them to be the Bills and just keep losing like Marv Levy's Bills did in the 90s. Man, I just cannot stomach them, and I'm going to talk about that in the second half. But think about this. If you look at the last 16 Super Bowls, And this is the Super Bowl after the Steelers won Super Bowl 40. So starting in Super Bowl 41, when the Indianapolis Colts won it, there was only two teams to repeat in that time. One team repeated twice. The other team, the New York Giants, kept that other team, the New England Patriots, and repeated twice from repeating winning five in that time. So thank goodness for the Giants. But the New York Giants being only winning, being one of the only teams to win more than one, and the Patriots winning three in that time, there's no other repeaters. Look at the names that won Super Bowls in that time. 13 teams, 13 out of 32 teams won Super Bowls in the last 16 Super Bowls. How amazing is that? That means there's parity in the league. 
that means that anybody can win it. That means that there's really not a such such thing as a dynasty. 20 years ago, the Chiefs would have won four or five straight. It's hard to repeat with free agency the way it is, with everything the way it is. The Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s would have not won this many if free agency was the way it was. Seriously, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they should have won six in that decade. They really should have. Injuries killed them in one year, and I think complacency killed them against the Broncos in 1977. But the Steelers really were a dynasty because they were homegrown. You know, the 1979 Steelers were the only team to win the Super Bowl with a homegrown team. They had 40 guys on the team that was drafted and six more that were undrafted free agents. Nobody on that Lombardi hoisting team of 1979 against the Rams in Pasadena, a game my parents went to and left me home. Game that Terry Bradshaw yelled at me for complaining about that. It's a true story. Nobody wore another jersey before playing in that game. It was black and gold or nothing. And that's actually pretty incredible. But if 13 teams in the last 16 Super Bowls hoisted that sticky Lombardi, that means that the standards have changed. That means that getting to the playoffs these days is more remarkable and tells you more about the consistency and how good your franchise is. So for the Steelers not to have a a winning, a losing season since 2003, that's still pretty amazing. Sure, the talent was there, but there's talent everywhere. We live in a bubble thinking that the Steelers blow it, that other teams don't win. And heck, I know I have taken a lot of flack for saying, you guys are wrong. It's not that the Steelers don't know how to draft a cornerback. They might not have the right scheme for a cornerback, but they know how to draft the cornerback. But they're not in position to get the Jalen Ramseys. They aren't in the position to get those guys that are drafted in the top five. They aren't because they find ways to win. They are not a losing franchise. And we can't handle the fact that they're not a losing franchise. We'd rather them have those high draft picks. We'd rather talk about them tanking like we did in 2022. I have more pride in a team that starts out two and six and ends up seven and two down the stretch to be nine and eight because they figured it out. Now the key is to keep figuring it out and don't drop the ball from there. Keep improving. That's the hard part, but they keep figuring it out. So if you have Mike Tomlin, the the right guy, is he the right guy to keep them in the playoff hunt every single year? And only one time in that stretch did the Pittsburgh Steelers play a week where they were eliminated from the playoffs. Start a game eliminated from the playoffs. Only one time. That means they're in the mix every single year. That means they're still one of the top teams in the league, even though 
it doesn't fit what you think the standard is. It's time to renew the standard. It's time to review the standard. That's it. There's going to be a lot of talk about that. There's going to be a lot of talk about Matt Canada coming back. I didn't want to go into that. That's one thing that the organization does that I don't like. Maybe it's the right thing. I don't know. Maybe consistency for Kenny Pickett is the thing. I don't know. We will find out. I know that it's either boom or bust for Matt Canada in 2023. And I've taken a little bit of flack for saying that, hey, I'm now rooting for Matt Canada. Because it's going to be a pretty crappy year if Matt Canada gets fired at the end of it. But if Matt Canada does not get fired, that means they had a pretty amazing year and they're probably going deep into January. And that's all that we really need, right? So redemption's the thing that I'm hoping for here. I would have rather seen the the Steelers doing interviews this week. They're not. I don't own the franchise. I don't run the franchise. But if they're able to go ahead and pull that off, that's great. But that's the reason the standard is the way it is. It's not because the Steelers keep dropping the ball. It's because the ball sometimes is really hard to hold on to. All right, we're going to go into the second half. I'm going to do a lot of complaining, and it's about the divisional playoffs and what I hated about it. It's going to be a lot of ranting, so if you love it, stick around. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The worst looking man you've ever seen. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second half of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Yeah, we are doing it. We are talking about the standard and maybe redefining the standard because it's not the same as what it once was. It really isn't. It can't be, especially once again with 13 teams out of the last 16 making not only making the Super Bowl, more than that, more than that, it's made the Super Bowl. But 16 teams hoisted the Lombardi and 13 different ones did. 
That's amazing. The New Orleans Saints are in there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in there. Carolina Panthers aren't, but they could have been because they were in a Super Bowl in that time. You know, it, it's it's just absolutely insane to think about it. It's insane to think that the entire NFC South, which is never the best division, they all were represented in the Super Bowl in the last 16 years. Other divisions have been like that as well. It's absolutely amazing. A lot of teams had an opportunity to win that game. Now we're down to four. Before the weekend started, there were eight teams left. And I'm going to talk about what I hated about the playoffs so far. I mean, there's so many things. And most of it has to do with idiots rooting for a team wearing stripes. Man, I am so done with the Cincinnati Bengals, and and here's the thing. And, and, you know, it's Bengal mania. People are everywhere wearing orange and black and and those stupid stripes. And Joe Burrow has really made this team what it is. And when I talked about the standard, one of the reasons that Cincinnati is so good is, my gosh, it finally paid off. All those high draft picks picking number one a couple of times. It's finally paid off for them. And that's what happens. It's it's still the same crappy franchise under Mike Brown that it was for years. They're finally getting some of those picks to hit. Where in that time, the Steelers were getting picks in the late 20s and early 30s to hit. TJ Watt was the 30th overall pick. They made him hit. They also made guys like Antonio Brown hit, who's a sixth rounder. You know, that's what happens here. But man, I'm telling you, I still can't root for Joe Mixon. I hated the coin flip thing from a couple of weeks back. I hated the fact that uh, everybody's forgotten the fact how bad he beat that woman in Oklahoma when he was in college, just bloody the heck out of her face. And Nobody remembers that now, but bad. He gets a reprieve. Yeah, I get it. But other guys don't get reprieves, even though they get reprieves. Everybody still talks about it and sticks with them. It's been done with other guys. Then Joe Mixon with the cigar. Look, I think Joe Mixon is an incredible quarterback. I love watching him, but I hate the laundry that he wears. If he was a Pittsburgh Steeler, he would have been, he'd probably be my favorite of all time. I mean, I love the moxie of the guy, but the backflip, doing a backflip on a kneel down, what a butthole. Telling everybody, hey, I, it looks like everybody needs refunds about the AFC championship game because of the neutral site that they had, that they were all bent out of shape about. Just do your business. NFL was in a horrible position. That's what they had to figure that out on the fly. And you're still harping on that stuff. And I got to tell you, quit with the disrespect thing. Everyone's, I mean, all you hear from the Cincinnati Bengals is how they're disrespected. Oh my gosh, they're not disrespected. 
They were handed the division without outright winning it. That's a whole bunch of crap, but hey, they forget that because it doesn't work on a t-shirt. Man, I I tell you what. Anybody that tells me, well, bad, if San Francisco plays that team, the Cincinnati Bengals in that, if they play them, then you got to root for Cincinnati because you can't have them have six with the Steelers. No, it's not true. Because the Steelers have opportunities to win more Super Bowls. They have an opportunity to get that record back. You, but you can't erase Cincinnati. And I talked about that. You can't erase them from a win. So you got to make sure that they don't. If it's Philadelphia and Cincinnati, I abhor Philadelphia. I think Nick Sariani is actually a bigger wang than John Harbaugh. I'm glad he's not in the AFC North because I would be complaining about him even more. But I'm going to be his biggest fan if he's in the Super Bowl. I will root for the Eagles. I will root for anybody. My gosh, if they bring back, say say it's whoever it is, it's San Francisco or it's Philadelphia against the Bengals, they could bring back Vontez Perfect, Pac-Man Jones to play against the Bengals because those guys would go against their old team. They don't care. They're, they have no scruples. They could bring back Ray Lewis and Ray Rice and put them on that team. And I'm going to root for those guys over the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm not editing this out later. I promise you that I'm not. That's how much I can't stand this team. And they're having fortune. And guess what? That's great. Cincinnati Bengal fans, with the exception of a few. There's a guy from the unofficial Cincy podcast that I think is great. We've got B-Dirt on our own network. Lives in Pittsburgh, loves the Bengals. I think he's a class act. He's happy right now. I'm happy for him, at least. Hardly anybody else. Because the fans, the Bengal fans, I think, collectively collectively, are some of the dumbest in the NFL. And I've said that for years, and it, it continues. They have their fair weather, crying Bengals lady is going to be crying tears of joy. That's great. But when it all comes down to it, you're going to hate them more and more and more. And if you're a Pittsburgh State fan rooting for them, you need to go back and look at the tail of the tape. You got to go back and look at how San Francisco winning a seventh Super Bowl or excuse me, a sixth Super Bowl is not that big of a deal. It just isn't. Man, I found myself rooting for the Cowboys this weekend. I hate the Cowboys. I found myself rooting for the Giants this weekend. I don't like them either because my wife's nephews a wang about being a Giants fan. I cannot stand the Kansas City Chiefs. They won. Every team I rooted for lost this weekend. I rooted for Trevor Lawrence. I almost called him Joey Lawrence. I rooted for Lawrence. I had no problem doing it. 
because I actually like the Jaguars. I, I like what they've built. Now, they're building the same way that Cincinnati is, but they're a lot more classier about it, especially with their coach. So, you know what? I there There's there's a lot to like, but when you look at everything this weekend, man, I, there was so much that drove me crazy. You know what? I I was rooting hard for the Bills, but you know, the thing about the Bills, their fans, I can't stand either because they're the kind of fans that they'll throw women through a flaming table while driving, while jumping off the top of an RV they're drunken, they're idiots, but they justify it by giving money to charities from other teams and saying, oh, yeah, we beat you, we did this, but we're going to give you money because you're going to find out that we're good guys after you act stupid all weekend. So I really did not, and it's funny to, to read a lot of the tweets from Bills fans that are not taking the high road. <laughs> they're not. True colors come shining through, and that's come through the Bills Mafia. It really is. And I find offense to the name Bills Mafia because I think I came from generations back from a mafia, a mafia family. I actually think I did. I don't have proof, but I think so. There are some telling things at funerals with uh, New York plates and luxury automobiles let's just put it that way like hey uh who are all those guys in the uh in the patent leather suits and the luxury cars at uncle jimmy's funeral uh yeah we don't talk about that um things that i hate about this weekend everything drove me crazy my gosh paul giamatti as einstein in a commercial man he fell you fell hard. You just took the money. That Einstein commercial is driving me absolutely bonkers. And when teams that I'm rooting for are playing like crap against the, the enemy, against the devils of the NFL, then I shout out. I also have a problem with one of the stupidest mustaches I've ever seen. Josh Allen, shave that. That is a really bad mustache. You look like an idiot. I don't grow a mustache because I look stupid. But here's Josh Allen and his mustache. That mustache probably sapped a good bit of the strength from the Buffalo Bills. I tell you what, a lot of his power went into that mustache. Shave that off. Keep the power in your body. And now I hate Tony Romo. And Tony Romo calling Josh Allen the alien. Stupidest nickname ever. Everybody talks about how much they hate Collinsworth every week. Oh, you, you read online, Collinsworth taking heat for this. Collinsworth taking heat for that. Romo's just stupid. You used to think, uh, hey, he was calling plays. You, you used to think he was enjoyable. And now it's just like, man, give me Collinsworth any day of the week. I don't care if he has Bengals blood in him. He's a lot better broadcaster, but we're blinded by that too, because we have black and gold blood and black and gold goggles make that happen. Wow. I got to tell you, I got a lot off my chest. Do I feel better? No. Steelers are still not in the playoffs and people are still complaining about the standard, but 
as Tony Soprano said, because I've got mafia genes. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, all right. I am out of here. Make sure you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. It's the offseason, but you've got Let's Ride. Just another great one this morning. Go ahead and check that out. Talk about Kenny Pickett and what if he didn't play in 2022? Very good show. The Fix, man. Last week, they had Paris Johnson Jr. and Eric Gray. They've got another. They've got the director from the Senior Bowl coming out this week. Man, they are killing it. That's tomorrow at noon. Jeffrey Benedict in the cutting room floor. That guy knows what he's doing. Make sure you check him out. The Scobro Show. That's Tuesday night. You've got another episode of The Hangover tonight with me, Tony Defio, and Shannon White. There's so much here. Just because the Steelers aren't playing doesn't mean that we aren't paying you with great content. So make sure you check it all out. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been another episode of Bad Language. And you know what? I ain't apologizing for nothing. <laughs>